For a long time, I ignored my body's cues until those cues got so freaking loud, I couldn't help but pay attention to them. And listen, it is the same with your internal environment. If you're constantly pushing down negative emotions, ignoring triggers, you're going to find yourself trapped in a cycle of stress and overwhelm. The interesting part, your energetics affect your body and your body affects your energetics which is exactly why I invited Dr. Ashton Buck, naturopathic doctor, onto the podcast today. She's a naturopathic doctor who specializes in complex chronic illnesses. And in this episode of the Limitless Life podcast, we are going to dive into all things wellness, including Dr. Ashton's top three tips. She's going to talk about the importance of managing her energy as a practitioner. And yes, she's been a client of mine for the last six years. And she talks about why you should be very particular about who you work with when it comes to your health. You're listening to the Limitless Life Podcast, helping you simplify mindset and energetics by giving you easy-to-use strategies that'll help you ditch the self-sabotage and move through resistance so you can create your limitless life and business. I'm your host, Brenna Johnston, and as a subconscious mindset strategist, I've learned over the years how to make the deep transformational work even easier and far more effective. So join me weekly for new episodes and get ready to step into your highest potential. Since this episode is all about health and mindset and energy and all the things, I want to remind you that my new three-week program, The Subconscious System Reboot, is now available. I'm taking application calls. I've opened this up to five people. The application calls are going like crazy. Mm -hmm. This program is really special because it's designed to help you if you're in like an acute situation. There's something specifically that's triggering you, that's activating you, and it needs to be addressed now. This is like subconscious triage. I haven't made this type of thing available to people outside of my full three-month program before, but I know there are so many of you right now who need a reboot. You're literally spiraling. And how this program works, just like my one-on-one full program, I'm using a combination of whole brain activation techniques, emotional release, and hypnosis so we can help reprogram those subconscious level beliefs for you and you can move forward and stop feeling stuck. We meet weekly for 60 minutes, plus you have access to me through text for support during the time you're with me, and you're going to be working with some of my most popular and powerful hypnosis audio programs to help accelerate and anchor in the work that we do in your one-on-one sessions. I literally had five application calls booked the day that I announced this program on Monday, If this is resonating with you, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling frustrated, I'm telling you, the longer you try to deal with that yourself, the more you're going to feel like you're sinking in that quicksand. So, you know, give yourself grace that you've understood that and book yourself a call and let's chat and see if this is the exact right opportunity for you. The application call is literally a 15 minute call because I just want to make sure that this is the perfect thing for you. All right, now let's dive into this episode. So as I mentioned in the intro, I've got Dr. Ashton Buck with me today. Ashton, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here. 
Amazing. I'm so excited to be here, Brenda. It's been a long time coming. I was just going to say, I feel like this has been like six years in the making. I didn't have a podcast six years ago, but I feel like that's how long this has been. Because I think that's where we met like six years ago. It was a while ago. You long. have been with me and I've been with you for a long time and we've worked on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. And it's cool because one of the reasons I wanted to have you here, one is because you're awesome and I adore you, but two, you've also been a client of mine. And so especially on the energy side of things, I think we can have a really good conversation around, around some of that stuff um, mm -hmm. because the energy is foundational to what I do with people. Absolutely. And energetics is something that I think is severely underrated when it comes to medicine. So it goes hand in hand, in my personal opinion. And yes, I've been working with Brenda, I've been working with you for like years now. And I consider you my like spiritual mentor and really helped open my eyes, which I think is very valuable now when I'm in practice and when I interact with people and can connect with them on that energetic side, regardless if they're religious or not. So because everybody has a soul and mm -hmm. everybody needs a little bit of love in that department in some way or another. Yeah. And it all ties into like cellular health, which you really opened my eyes up to. And like, there's just so much stuff. And it's funny because we were going to make a joke about how we met. We actually met because I was going to say <laughs> we had a rash encounter, but we actually met. because <laughs> We did. You had a rash that like just wouldn't leave. Can you mm -hmm. let's let's talk about this because that's why we started working together. We had a mutual acquaintance who's like, Ashton, you should go just see Brenda and see what happens. So let's talk about that because it was pretty fascinating. <laughs> yes, and that this is kind of like my origin story ultimately of how I got into more energetics, I would say, is because yes, I did have a rash. I had a rash on my armpits, really fun. And I've been to several different doctors at this time. Mind you, this was before that I even started naturopathic medical school. So I didn't know very much at all. I uh, didn't have a background. So I've been to a couple different walk-in clinics, went to a doctor, uh, got misdiagnosed with the several different kinds of skin conditions. I had a biopsy done. I saw a dermatologist where they told me I had something called herodentiba supertiba. HS. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Ultimately, if you Google that, it tells you that you can't sweat. And you want to know what makes me sweat is thinking about trying not to sweat. So yeah, obviously, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I was very depressed after that, because my lifestyle, I was competing competitive bodybuilding and all these things. And it was taking away a big part of my life. And I was very sad. Uh, they put me on cortisone creams, this creams that would make my skin flake off and then the rationing go away. I did a candida cleanse. I did parasite cleanse. I did all the different things food wise, changed my soap to my deodorant, started waxing my armpits instead of shaving. I did everything and nothing worked. Mm. Nothing worked. And I was very discouraged. I was in it's self-conscious to have this thing. I didn't want to wear tank tops or anything to the gym. 
And then I was told because the mutual acquaintance at the time was helping me through like candida cleanses and stuff. And they recommended me to go talk to you. And it wasn't more so in regards to my rash. It was more so for mental stuff, which Mm -hmm. is fine. And as we were starting to break through my childhood traumas, which I didn't even know I had, uh, that my rash went away. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe because at the time I gave up every I did all the cleanses I said screw it to the creams because it was just making my skin flake off and not making it get better and I just was doing nothing at the at the moment other than the work that we were doing which was hypnotherapy and working through childhood traumas mm-hmm. and my rash went away and it has not come Oh, the mysteries of the human body and how like our body really does hold on to stuff. And part of what you and I were also doing when we were addressing the childhood trauma stuff was we were releasing things from your nervous system so that your body felt safe, Mm -hmm. which is a big part of like what I do with people. And it's interesting because I actually remember seeing you and you're like the rash is gone (laughs) I was like hmm interesting (laughs) not totally surprised by that (laughs) but it I was at the time I know because back then it's like huh and really even back then that's when I started re like really recognizing because hypnosis was a really big tool that I used with people but that's when I really started to recognize like, holy shit balls. This is about the energy and the way we're storing things in our body and how we manage our own energy. And so for me, that was just really beautiful to watch you go through that and also like find your confidence again and mm-hmm. like be happy again. <laughs> it's funny because yes. when I met you, I was like this girl she's gonna be something special and here you are dr buck yeah it's been a long-winded ride but we are here (laughs) yeah you did a lot of school to get here yeah nine long years uh i am actually not quite done yet still have two more exams i want to do just to be a better doctor but then hopefully no more exams ever it's been a long road though it has been but it's also been really cool to watch because i know there's been some people who wanted to detour you or whatever (laughs) but it's cool you also are not just a naturopathic doctor you do a lot of work for healthy planet and for anybody who doesn't live in like Ontario are they only in Ontario the store locations are only in Ontario but we ship worldwide so you can find them on their website or anything yeah well for any of you who don't know what healthy planet is it's this really cool store and um they have a lot of amazing supplements and products and it's just a great place. Anyways, the reason I'm sharing this, I'm not affiliated with them. I'm sharing it because Ashton actually is the internal education manager for all of the staff. So she just created the Healthy Planet University to help train the people who are in the stores. So when people go into the stores, the staff actually knows stuff. (laughs) 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 that's the goal (laughs) because there are it's unfortunate but I mean there's a lot of health food stores out there 
that have staff and it's no fault of the staffs really, but they're not, they're not doctors. They don't know all the things and some of them aren't overly educated and they'll make like assumptions. So it's nice to be able to go into a store and actually have a conversation with somebody who knows like what they're actually talking about. For sure. And like, if you go into the stores, like Healthy Plant does a really good job at hire, like looking at credentials before we hire them anyways. So we have hired different like tiers. So if there is a nutritionist, you need to have like a certified nutritionist program or there's dietitians. And sometimes they even hire naturopathic doctors as well. So imagine walking into a store and talking to someone like me, that'd be Mm -hmm. insane, right? That'd be best case scenario because you're not going to have to pay for it. So going into any healthy planet location and asking first, then that could be something that you could do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And also on the naturopathic doctor side of things, I know that you are only work with people in Ontario because that's how, is that how the law works? I don't know how that works. Your governing board. that's, That's the governing board law. Yes. So I can only work with patients in Ontario. If you are local to Ontario, I can work with you uh, through telemedicine or my own practices in London, Ontario. So otherwise, I post a lot of educational content on my social media. That's uh, what I was just going to say. I'd like to connect with everybody on there as well. Uh, My jam is complex chronic illness. So anything weird and bizarre that some people may say is a mystery, that's what I like to work with. So autoimmune conditions, mold toxicity, chronic infections, chronic fatigue, things like that. And if you're not following Ashton, I will link her up. You have to follow her because (laughs) your content is like very educational, but it's hilarious. I remember you did one and it was like, why skinny tea makes your butthole black or something. (laughs) I was like, what? It does. So I'm not lying. <laughs> it's that's the that's the yeah, uh, that's the senna. So if someone drinks senna or cascara tea all the time and skinny tea ultimately is called skinny tea because it has laxatives in it, it makes you poop. And so if you're not bloated because you're pooping, then it's gonna you're gonna appear more air quotes skinny. But long-term use of Santa and Cascara products that can cause something called melanosis coli, which is a big fancy word uh, for basically it turns the inside of your intestines black because of the cell damage and eventually cell death. So that's we don't like disgusting. It is. It is. You will never really see it unless you did a colonoscopy. However, long-term duration looks like anything more than two times per week for over two months. So, oh my God. And there's people who use it like every day. Yes. And the thing is, is that it creates dependency so that we don't, and when you come off of it, it may be really difficult and there's likely going to be a rebound constipation period now. So working with somebody that knows how to offset that and like wean you off of it properly. So you're comfortable and not bloated and constipated is really important. Okay, listen, we're going to be talking about cellular health and energy, but now this is this to me is the perfect kind of lead in to some things because I feel like, I mean, I've seen it in my lifetime. I worked with a lot of practitioners. There's a lot of gaslighting out there. Um, There are a lot of like health 
fads, trends, I don't know what we want to call them, like the skinny tea and the juice cleanses that people go on. And I mean, cold plunges, you do cold plunges, but they're not for everybody. Is that fair to say? Oh, yes. They're not for everybody. And also what I do is very extreme. Like you can find videos of me doing it in icy lakes and things like that. And don't start there. I I tell everybody, don't just start there. Start with just taking a cool shower. Cool, not cold, cool. And then go to cold. And then if you're feeling fancy, you can go into a cold bath. And then kind of work your way up. But ultimately, it's still not for everybody. Because if you have a cardiovascular condition, then I don't want somebody doing cold dips. Uh, also, it can worsen things like anxiety. And also, it doesn't need to be icy cold to see benefits. It can just be that cool water. You can still see that increase in dopamine. What support. are the benefits of cold plunges? Because if you look on uh, social media, all the bro marketers are like, I do my cold plunge. I get up at 5 a.m. I do the thing. (laughs) What what is the actual benefit of a cold plunge? Yes. So most people do it for cognitive benefits. So increasing dopamine and supporting mood. Also, though, it can increase white blood cell count. So it can help support immune function as well. Now, that being said, is that if you do not feel well, if you do not feel 100%, like you feel like you might be fighting a little something, that is not the time to do a cold plunge. It's more of a preventative support rather than a, if you're currently sick, then do it thing. Do not do it when you are sick. Do it when you actually feel good. And the thing is with women as well, it's much different than men because we have different hormones, we have different organs. And I recommend if you are a woman, then not to do a cold plunge near your period, because this is just more just general thinking. When you are cold, then things constrict and it's more cramping. The clots, there's going to be clots and heavier menstrual bleeds. So don't do it around your menstrual cycle. Do it more so in the beginning. We're getting really into the thick of things here, Brenda. But ultimately, people do it for immune support and mood. But it's also about listening to your body. And that's the really important thing, too, with a lot of the work I do is about helping people connect to themselves so that they really can listen to that inner guidance. It's like, oh, do I want to do this today? Yes or no? Do I need to do this today? Yes or no? Like it's a very, I mean, I'm Gen X. I grew up in the time where we beat the shit out of ourselves. We did weird diets. I did like a cabbage soup diet. That was disgusting. (laughs) There was a Campbell's soup diet, which makes no sense because that shit's just loaded with sodium. But it's like, Mm -hmm. we just did things because we were told that that's what would make us better or would make us stronger or would make us skinnier. And I think so many people, we've all been living outside of our bodies is what I'm trying to say for a very long time, whether it's from childhood traumas or whatever else is going on with us. And one of the things you really got me interested in and focused on was like the cellular health aspect of things, because I was seeing a bunch of practitioners, including some other doctors. And there's a lot of assumptions made. It's like, oh, you're chubby. It's insulin. 
it's insulin issues. And I'm like, actually it's not, but okay. <laughs> and then you were like, your cells are, they're not absorbing the medications you're on. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh, <laughs> that's interesting. Holy crap. No one's ever said that to me before. Well, and then it all started to make sense because we started talking about the energetics of things and like homeopathics and why do our cells need to be in good shape to be able to hold the energy and the light and our life force? Can we talk about that? Yes. And that's a big component as well is a lot of times people just try to force things with like, like, like biochemical force, like they'll take more supplements, they'll increase the meds, they will, but they don't actually look at like the energetics of the body. Why is the body being resistant to these medications? Why aren't the cells responding? Maybe we need to increase receptability of the cell and not actually increase the dose of the medication. And time and time again, and I've seen that that's helped, (laughs) is that we actually need to focus on our energetic system. Homeopathics is interesting, which you mentioned. I personally like them. And there's a lot of docs out there that think they're woo-woo, and now they'll discredit me for even saying that I like them. And that's fine. You can say what you want. Uh, I'm a very evidence. I'm the most evidence-based energetic practitioner out there. That's how I would say. Yes, you are, honestly. And that's why I wanted to have these conversations. Because when I'm working with people, I'm like, okay, we're going to clear your energy and protect your energy and do these things so you can like, tap into your, uh, it's fucking science. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not woo. And it's hard to create a randomized control study with several different individuals for something like that. You know, it's just difficult to do that because every person is different. There Mm -hmm. are, there are randomized control trials out there for specific homeopathics like Arnica. Arnica is probably something that everybody has heard of. That's technically a homeopathic remedy. And it's been shown to help decrease bumps and bruises. I didn't know Arnica was a homeopathic. Yes. All the the creams, you could also take it orally. Yeah. It's a homeopathic preparation. Actually, yes. Because I used to take it as the little pellets. mm -hmm. So homeopathics, I find is like, I personally find that they work really well for mental, emotional conditions where there's nothing that will touch the depth of what a person needs no amounts of medication no amounts of botanicals that can touch the depths of that soul healing that a person needs that's where i find homeopathics really shine because it ultimately is like a blueprint to remind the body of back to homeostasis whether that's helping to process grief whether that's helping to process anger or depression to kind of just give you that blueprint and reminder back to your normal self and how things should be that's where I find that homeopathics shine greatly. Mm-hmm. And it's also why sometimes you and I have clients in common because what you're helping them with and then what I'm helping them with go together to help mm-hmm. them kind of clear out any emotional energy that doesn't need to be there anymore, any subconscious stuff that doesn't need to be there anymore. Like it's what we do really works well together in my opinion which I really love I also love that you have this ability to really simplify things for people and make it not as overwhelming when you're going through stuff 
And I think that's a gift. And I believe that's also because you've learned over the years to really manage your energy because like anybody in business, especially doctors, and I think I have four doctor clients, um, you all take on so much energy from your clients that it is so important for you to clear off and manage so that you are not collecting all of the crap and so that you are not damaging your energetic systems. Has it been different for you as a doctor versus being in school? Like, do you notice, oh, I have to change or I have to clear my energy in a different way now? Because I know in school it was crazy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was very, very busy in my internship year. I saw a lot of patients. I still see a lot of patients right now and it's kind of the same. Like I make sure that I stand up in between every single patient and I like do a little shake. Sometimes we've talked about that. You love the trembling horse. I love trembling <laughs> horse. Yes. Sometimes you just need to like move and shake it off. Uh, so I also keep a lot of crystals uh, like underneath my treatment table. I have like the world's biggest selenite. Crystal. Yes. Yes. Uh, and people are probably going to think I'm woo for saying that, but I don't care. It makes me feel better. And uh, yeah, and just grounding and protecting my energy. Sometimes at the end of the day, if it's been a really difficult day with uh, very sick patients that are t- sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's weighing and I feel for them. Absolutely. But sometimes I will come home and I can tell that the energy is not mine so that I know that I, as soon as I get home, I need to clear that. And I do that through like hypnosis, uh, the tracks that you've sent me and I can just do it on my own now too. But ultimately like clearing, protecting my auric field is so, so important. And you need to do that. Do it for your patients in between because who knows, like if you picked up someone else's negative junk, then they may suck it up the next patient that you see. So you need to cleanse and protect your energy, especially if you are a person that works with people. I especially find this for people that touch people so registered massage therapists, um, osteopaths, physiotherapists, people that touch people. I'm making a face right now because it's it's a big thing. Yes, uh, that's an energy transfer that you need to ground and protect your energy so that you give them a good treatment and then also so that you don't suck up their negative juju. Ultimately, they leave feeling fantastic and you leave feeling like crap. That's not what we want either acupuncture is something that I do and I do more traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture. That's what we're trained to do as naturopathic doctors. I also did a little bit extra training in chakra acupuncture as well. And uh, for me personally, I don't let just anybody do acupuncture on me. Oh girl. Same. mm -mm, mm -mm. Very selective of who does that and who comes into my energy field and Everyone listening should also be. So make sure you have good vibes with the practitioner that you're going to see. Do that. Because if you think about it, it's ultimately them touching a metal needle that's directly going into your energy meridian lines. So you need to find somebody that you align with and have good vibes with. And then you can, then I would be more open to doing acupuncture with them. And that's one of the things you and I talked about when we first started working together. I was like, girl, you need to like, be mindful of who you're letting into your energy field. It's, and I know everybody's probably at one time seen a practitioner of some sort and left feeling they actually picked up stuff from the practitioner, because here's the thing with energy. 
not only does energy not lie, but as a practitioner, like you and I have to have very clean energy because it is very easy to transfer or to project our shit into people. Mm -hmm. And it's why I'm so particular about who I even let work on me because there are a lot of people out there who don't manage their energy. I had a conversation with a woman who was doing massage therapy and I was asking her, I'm like, oh, how do you manage your energy? How are you clearing yourself? She literally didn't manage her energy. Not only could I tell that before we had that conversation, but my shock was like, wow, that means everybody who's on your table not only are you exposing yourself to their stuff, but vice versa. That's no, no bueno. That's actually mm-hmm. one of the first questions. Anybody listening to this, don't be afraid to ask your practitioner how they manage their energy and how they clear their space and like how they do. Don't, don't be afraid to ask that stuff. It's not woo. And it's a fair mm-hmm. question. Yeah. And it also doesn't always have to be like, oh, yes, I smudge my space yeah, or I no. use Pal Santo. Like it doesn't need to be anything like that. It can just be like your energy field, like how your thought processes around working with different people and managing energy. It doesn't have to be like, oh, yes, I keep my crystals under the table. <laughs> you know I have what I'm crystals like- in my bra. <laughs> yes, it doesn't need to be like that. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it doesn't have to be like that. Well, it can actually be as simple as just setting the intention in between clients. I'm setting the intention right now to release anything that's not mine. Mm-hmm. Like our, your intention is like the instruction manual for not only your subconscious mind, but also your energetic system. So all we have to do is set the intention to make stuff happen. That's correct. And it's, that's correct. Yeah. It's like, like you said, we don't have to overcomplicate things. I feel like as humans, we like to overcomplicate things, but it's definitely not about, oh yes, I'm Palo santo and I'm doing all the things. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. I love that you actually brought that up about, you know, the metal needles going into like your- Meridian lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never- I never actually thought about that until you and I had a conversation one day and I was like, (laughs) like that (laughs) actually explained a lot. And I was like, I need to be more mindful of who's jabbing me. And I, (laughs) I already am pretty mindful of that, but it's like, huh, that's a big, a big, the big thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then same with, uh, Like when you have an experience, if you've ever done acupuncture, some people have had a bad experience. Some people have had a good experience. And I mean, it possibly could be where they're putting the needles and all these things, but it's the technique as well. If you prime the nervous system. So what I like to do is I like to push on the acupuncture spots before I put the needle in, because this tells the muscle and the nervous system that something is coming. And then when you go to insert the needle, it's a lot less painful and patients tend to have a much more pleasant experience because one, it's not painful. Most people don't like needles anyways. So they're hoping that it doesn't hurt, but also their nervous system is, is ready. And I've learned from trial and error. 
because as doctors, you're a scientist, ultimately, you're trying different things to see what works on patients, like you do your best to make uh, scientific guesses, right? So you do your research and all the things. But with techniques and stuff like acupuncture, like I've done it before without priming someone, and their entire leg started vibrating. And then as soon as I take the needle out, it stopped. And then I actually pushed on the acupuncture point. And then I retried it again, and the leg didn't shift. So it was just too much for the nervous system at that one point in time. It wasn't ready for it. Then after I made the body ready for it, then the muscles settled down. Okay. I love that because it's also interesting. So the reason I give people the hypnosis sessions before we even start working together or like as we're working together is because that's calming the nervous system down. And with a calm nervous system, your subconscious mind and your energetic system is more open to change. So here we have a perfect example of an energetic mind thing and an actual physical body thing. It's mm-hmm. like when we take care of our nervous systems, when and I feel like that's become a trendy term lately too, like, oh, you have to regulate your nervous system. Oh, you have to do this with your nervous system. And I feel like a lot of people talk out of their ass about that, but it, <laughs> it's true it really does need to feel safe for us to be able to experience lasting change. You probably have clients who maybe have seen people in the past who didn't have somebody like you who was like, okay, I want to actually make sure your body feels safe to have the needles poked into it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that in itself, like the whole leg shaking thing, I'm just, I'm processing right now. My mind is like, yeah, yeah. The leg shaking. Also, it can go back to who your practitioner is if they manage their energy. Right. And, and you could have looked at me like maybe that one day I didn't manage my energy. However, afterwards, I, after I primed the body, then they were more accepting. So it makes me feel like that was more of a thing, but uh, there's definitely days like, so we're picking, picking a practitioner that manages their energy and they're aware of that is so important. And with the nervous system thing, when you say it's a trendy thing, it totally is. Like I see it all the time on social media as well. Now there is some truth behind it because there are things like I find that breath work is extremely beneficial for the nervous system. And when you're talking about managing your energy, like setting intentions and things like that could also be useful when you leave go feeling like crap at the end of the day after working with a bunch of clients or patients or whatnot like breathe it out like literally push that negative out of your body through breath like wash your hands go for a shower wash it away there's also intent with those things and those are things that you can do that are not involving like crystals and sage and all the things right if you're not into that but those physical things like stimulate the vagus nerve Activate your parasympathetic nervous system. You can do that through breath work. You can also do that through vibration. Vibration is seriously underrated. It really is. (laughs) Yes, pulsed electromagnetic frequency, PEMF. You may have heard of PEMF mats, anything like that. That is ultimately vibration because your cells communicate through vibration. Hence why we like music. Music, different vibrational tones, stimulate ourselves in different ways so back to pemp therapy and and uh vibration 
is that your cells communicate through vibration. When you are yelling and screaming and hostile and angry, that is at a different tone than being calm and nurturing and listening. That's why when the nervous system is activated and we're being hostile, more fight and flight, that's a different frequency, vibration frequency than calmness. And you can do that through different music, which is something that's really interesting. And I actually want to look into a little bit more is when people have different music preferences, what is their equilibrium vibrational frequency? That's, that's actually a little cool. <laughs> right? And hence yeah. why some people get along better with other people just generally. And I'm cu curious about their like music pr preferences. Well, it's also interesting because I'm obsessed with like the tuning forks and sound frequencies in that method. And sometimes I'll use a fork and it'll be to one person. They're like, oh, I love that sound. And then another person, it's like you're scratching your nails on a chalkboard. And even for me, because I can use the tuning forks to find blockages or imbalances, we'll call them, out in our auric fields. And this, I can do this virtually too. So it's funny because as I'm testing it, you'll hear the fork make this like weird noise instead of like a normal bong noise. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating. Yeah. So the music thing would be really interesting because also I use specifically design music in the hypnosis programs and I've had people... And I used to think it was because their minds weren't ready for the specific suggestions, but I actually think it's because some of the music was not a match to their frequency yet. Mm -hmm. That's oh, interesting. This is interesting. See, now we've just opened a whole can of worms here. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. I love talking about hypotheses with you. Yeah, I know. And we have some of the best conversations and we get into this like, what if? Yes, that's right. But there is research behind frequency and sound for brain waves, like the specific frequencies, like 432 hertz or 528 hertz. Those have been clinically studied and they help improve sleep quality and promote relaxation. So it's not just this very woo topic. Like this is an area of research that I think is seriously underrated. And I want to kind of dive into it. And one would say, yes, this is more energy medicine mm -hmm. it is fascinating though and 528 is actually the frequency of love love and it so it's heart, heart great, chakra yeah it's a it's a great healing frequency and this one that i use to test out in the field like the auric field it's 174 and it's specially designed to be able to do that and then like lock on to weird energetic things and move them but it, that's very cool. Yeah, it is very cool, actually. I'm I like, want to try that. Let's try that sometime. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> Next time I see you, we'll do it. I'm obsessed I'm with it. And I. it's funny because I started studying it. Oh, my God. Probably actually when we met six years ago, I really started to like get into this frequency and the sound of thing. And then I kind of put it to the side for a little while. And then I was like, I had that like, I hate this term. I had that download <laughs> that I was like supposed to pick it up again a few years ago and so that's what I've been doing so now this whole music thing just has me 
really thinking about some things. And the woman who makes these specific tuning forks, I like, I think I have six of her forks. She's been studying this for like 40 years and it's why she created these forks. It's why she created the techniques and like she's, I've even done courses where she shows us how to use the forks like on our physical body. Hmm. I'm obsessed. Like <laughs> when we do, when we do acupuncture, we hit did she, which is the life force energy. Mm-hmm. That's when people do acupuncture. You feel this wave of like heat or this dull ache sensation. That's what we want. People think that they should feel nothing at all. Ultimately in a couple of the points, I would love for it to feel a little heavy, little dull ache, little heat sensation. Then I know I'm on the right track. Okay, on the topic of this life force thing, because now this has got me thinking, a lot of these like trendy things like the juice cleanses and the... Well, those don't give you much life force energy. No, and also <laughs> I was just going to, I'm like, do I want to open this can of worm? Or the drugs that are out there that are promoted for things like weight loss, but are meant for diabetes or things like gallbladder flushes and all these things. I feel like, are they in essence affecting our energy or life force like i just feel like they deplete us but i'm not a doctor well they definitely they they definitely can like if we start with the juice cleanse like let's start with that that one like ultimately like sure you're getting antioxidants that's what people will give me the beef about okay well it's lots of antioxidants and fluids and i'm like great but it's also a lot of sugar with no fiber no protein no fats so it's it of course you're going to go to the bathroom you got nothing else standing in your way you're just having fluids you don't have anything else you're going to go to the bathroom and you're probably going to lose weight because you're not having anything else is this a solution to health no if you enjoy having a juice once in a while great i do i know i do so and i don't stop people from having a fresh pressed juice my fiance just bought me a juicer and it's great. And I just love making vegetable juices and having one once in a while. But only doing a juice cleanse is not going to solve weight loss issues. It's not going to solve your health issues. If you're interested in doing fasting, that's different. And it also doesn't involve juice. So it's different. I don't think that juice cleanses are, this, are, are a solution to basically anything except for maybe really, really bad constipation. <laughs> now i'm visualizing the black bum hole thing again but that's fine <laughs> at least no senna in there so that's good <laughs> uh on the other hand of uh, causing chronic constipation i think i know the drug you're talking about it's probably ozempic mm. um naturopathic doctors can't prescribe ozempic in ontario um other places can so uh, naturopathic doctors in ontario can't prescribe but i see a lot of patients that are on it and the main adverse effects with them is nausea and constipation. Ultimately, what it does is it delays gastric emptying, meaning that it delays how much your food moves from your stomach to your intestinal tract. And a real bad effect of ozempic could also cause gastroparesis, which means that your stomach doesn't move anymore. So aka chronic constipation, things just don't come out. <laughs> and I'll see people come to me complaining of the constipation and they're on Ozempic. And ultimately 
I can't really fix that problem because I know what the root causes. It's that one med. Now people are on it because they want to lose weight. Whereas this medication is intended for people with diabetes. And a lot of people are taking this medication when they do not have diabetes, type two diabetes, not type that one. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. <laughs> taking a medication for something that you don't have. No, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But no. uh, people are now taking it and we're seeing the adverse effects of it, uh, which is a lot of muscle wasting um, because people will lose weight quickly. And it's ultimately because they don't feel hungry. So they decrease their consumption. But then also we see muscle breakdown and we also see some fat loss, but more so muscle. And people are concerned about the ozempic face, right? So the ozempic face is where they look like Skeletor, like they lose a lot of weight in their face and it causes a lot of skin sagging. Well, we have muscles in our face. We also, depending on where we started, we may have had more fat or adipose tissue in our face. And if that goes away quickly, then it's going to leave loose skin. Mm. It didn't give the skin the chance to kind of tone and tighten up with the weight loss. So we see more wrinkles the sagging skin, things like that. And it's a, and people feel self-conscious about that. Mm. I just feel like as humans, we love the quick fix. We love the instant gratification. And I mean, sometimes that can bite us in the ass down the road. Well, yes. So with the uh, medications and stuff like that, like I work with people, is it my is I feel like a lot of people have the perception that naturopathic doctors just want to get you off every single medication. And if you could live a life without medication, then that's, that's probably what most people want. However, if you need your medications to have to survive, then I want you on them. <laughs> that's my thought process. And we can work together to hopefully get yourself to a place where you don't need them and your body can support itself without it. But you do that in conjunction with the medical doctor that prescribed the medication. It's about a circle of care and not just going a hundred percent one way and disregarding the medical expertise on the other side. So there's a reason why people do things and it just needs to be communicated the goals of treatment. Ultimately. I love that circle of care. It's true. It is a circle of care. For anybody listening to this, do you have like three tips or something you can give people? Like where can people start with their health? And the reason we're having this health conversation today is because the people who live, the people who listen to this podcast are building limitless lives. They're investing in themselves. And so from a physical and food perspective or whatever, do you have three tips that you can give people on where they can start to really thrive in their life and support their systems, whether it's energetically or physically or whatever? Mm -hmm. So one tip would be, cause every single person is starting in a different spot. So it can be difficult because there can be some people that don't exercise at all. And it's easy for me to say, just move a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be just like go to the gym. It literally could be during your work meetings. Like if you have like a 10 minute gap, like stand up and do 10 air squats. That's all, you know, it's just move in general. 
versus there's people that are likely going to the gym and doing all the things like they're trying, they can be considered doing everything right and still experiencing difficulty. So me saying, just move a little bit, that's not going to be relevant to them. Right. So everybody has these different starting points and that what really dictates the tips I'm going to give you. Uh, if you are, if you are not moving very much, exercise a little like just move a little that doesn't have to be doing a hit workout doing like weights five times the week like that could just be going for a walk outside with your dog every day you know versus if someone is exercising all the time because the goal is to lose weight and nothing is moving sometimes you need to slow down sometimes you need to not work out so much and that was and my just, lesson and I did not like it. <laughs> no one likes that because it's a, it's a fear thing because they think if they stop doing that, then they're going to go completely in the other way and it's mentally difficult. So ultimately, depending on where you start, movement may need to change. We may either, we may either need to exercise a little bit more or actually slow it down if our nervous system is too jacked up. The fight or flight is always on and we need to slow it down. Tip number two is obviously going to be for diet, right? So again, depending, there's going to be people on different sides of the spectrum. So people are going to be doing everything right and they're eating lots of protein. They're eating all their vegetables. They're doing everything and they don't eat anything processed, right? Am I going to tell them to eat something processed? Still probably not, but... <laughs> But you also need to live your life, right? Because you can't live your life in a state of fear. And if the fear is that I can't go out to a restaurant and eat something and enjoy something, then we need to break that habit and that thought process. And that's your job, Brenda. You really help with breaking those subconscious beliefs. So if you're too much on that side where you feel like you can't enjoy your life, then working on mindset and like going out and experiencing life and realizing that, okay, if I go to a restaurant and I get like something that has bread with it, I'm going to live and my life is going to go on. If you do everything right, like 80% of the time, 90%, I would even go 90, 90% of the time, then you can afford to have something that you truly enjoy in your life. Now, on the flip side of that is that if you do not have a healthy lifestyle, People eat a lot of convenience foods. They feel like they um, don't have time to cook or maybe they don't like cooking or they don't know where to start in that regard. And I recommend just starting with one thing, one thing only. Don't overwhelm yourself with the diet. And that's a big thing in my practice. I have a degree in nutrition and dietetics, the same degree dietitians have. And if I came at you and said, okay, you need to eat this much vegetables, you need to eat this much protein, you need to decrease the salt and the sugar and the, the and you'd be overwhelmed and say, screw this. <laughs> so start with one thing. And the biggest thing I would probably say, depending on where your health is, and this is why working with a practitioner is going to be in the next one, is that most people probably need to eat more protein, likely. And that I would probably say, at least around 20 to 30 grams per meal. So that would be breakfast, lunch, and dinner, at least pushing, like try to push the 30. That would be great. Cause that gives you almost 90 grams of protein 
just the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's not including all the little snacks and things that you may have in between. But that's good, quality, wholesome meals to ensure you get enough protein during those meals. But that alone may help make more sex hormones. So you're going to feel a little bit more energized. You may make more enzymes. So you may have a better time metabolizing your foods, may have more neurotransmitters. So dopamine, serotonin, things like this, they all require protein to make them. Mm-hmm. So you may have better mood, better energy, and better recovery. Just by doing that one thing is just focusing on a little bit more protein. Last tip is finding a practitioner that genuinely cares and looks at you holistically. I ask everybody about their bowel movements. I ask everybody about their sleep. <laughs> so like their menstrual health, their libido, everything. Finding somebody that looks at you holistically and trusting them because you need to likely do lab work and test and not guess. The things that I recommended are very lifestyle based that you can't really do much testing for. But ultimately, we don't know what's going on with you unless we do a test. That's why you always, instead of just wasting time and money buying supplements that you don't probably need, do the blood work, do the lab testing, stool, urine, whatever testing, Mm-hmm. And identify the actual cause of the problem. And then if we need supplements, at least you know that they are tailored to you to support the values that need to be worked on. The so test don't guess. <laughs> I love that test don't guess thing. There are so many people, even people I work with sometimes, and I'm like, why are you taking that? And they're like, I don't know, because I saw on Instagram that it's supposed to help me with it. I'm like, oh, my Lanta. And I get it. I used to be that person. I was like, yes, I'm going to take all the supplements because this person said that's what I need to do. Yes. And and to be fair, like I was that person too. Everybody probably falls victim to that because they see things and they say, that sounds like me. And then they, they want to try it out. And sometimes it works. You know, sometimes it does help. But ultimately, if we're at a standstill and we have no idea what's working, you maybe you're on 20 supplements now me as a practitioner, I'm like, I don't know what's helping you or not. I actually take people off supplements all the time. And that's scary for a lot of people. I take them off. I'm like, nope, we're going to just strip it all back because I don't know what's even helping you. Or clearly they're probably not if you're here anyway. So, (laughs) so, so strip it back. And then if I decide that you need something that you already have in your cupboard, then I'll choose that because you already paid for it. Why make people spend more money than they have to? Most of the time, stripping it back and then identifying maybe the two, three things that actually help, that'll save you money in the long run. Yeah. And it's scary because there's a lot of influencers out there now and they're talking about products like specific drinks or whatever that helped clear up their mental health and their gut health and their hormones and all the things. And so then People are like, oh, I just need to drink this drink every day and it's going to solve like all my problems. But unless you know what the root cause of the issues are, you're really just flushing your money down the toilet. In my, my favorite one was the uh, chlorophyll trend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I don't mind chlorophyll at all. I have no issues with actual chlorophyll. But when people were like, yes, it cleared my skin and da da da, I'm like, probably because you started drinking more water. 
Yeah. And there's a tip for people drink more water. And I feel like that's the thing with some of these products that are out there is like, well, I'm not bloated anymore. And I'm not this because you're drinking way more water and water back to the energy thing, cell to cell communication, your body needs the water to help with the cell to cell communication. It's why when people are working with me, the first thing I say to them is, Hey, before I see you, make sure you're fully hydrated. (laughs) I love and appreciate you. I'm so grateful you spent time with me today. And I have one question I always ask everybody. What does living a limitless life mean for you? Living a limitless life means feeling confident in yourself. And once you feel inner confidence, you will be more in tune with your vibrational frequency, like attract abundance and really just create the life that you deserve. Yes. I'm going to link up your Instagram, link up your TikTok. Everybody needs to follow. (laughs) I'm going to put the website. So if you're in Ontario and you want to work with Ashton, they can find you. Is there anywhere else that I'm forgetting? I feel like those are the main. (laughs) I do have a Facebook page as well, but it's all the same. It's all connected with Instagram and stuff like that too. But yes, so you can find me on those things. It's just Dr. Buck Andy. And honestly, you all need to go follow her because the content she creates is not only educational, but hilarious. So go do it. (laughs) All right. I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Love you too. Thanks for having me, Brenda.